Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, I am resharing your minimalist lifestyle stories from a past episode where some of you, our listeners, shared how living with less has improved your lives for the better. And before I share these stories again, today, we are asking for more new submissions from you to be read in an upcoming episode. We want to hear how living a minimalist lifestyle has improved your life for the better. Perhaps this lifestyle has helped you let go of excess things that you can travel more, or maybe living with less has helped you gain the time back to pursue your goals, or perhaps this way of life has helped you manage your mental excess. Whichever way this lifestyle has improved your life, we want to hear your story. And you can share your story with us by sending us a couple of paragraphs or more by email to millennialminimalist at gmail.com or by sending us a direct message on Instagram or Facebook at Millennial Minimalist. And of course, if you prefer to remain anonymous, please just let us know in your email or message to us. We ask that you submit your stories anytime now or by end of day on January 2nd. And of course, you can find a quick link to our email in our show notes. And now in resharing past stories today, you will be reminded that the benefits that come from living a minimalist lifestyle go well beyond having less stuff and keeping an organized home. As you may know, we like to stress that there are six areas of clutter, which include physical, mental, emotional, digital, spiritual, and relational. And the messages today touch on many of these areas of excess. For me personally, living simply has helped me let go of excess things. It's taught me how to manage my time with better intention. It's helped me live more authentically. And it's also inspired me to explore my curiosities and it's motivated me to turn outwards. And Lauren and I want to say thank you to all of you who previously submitted a story and to those of you in advance who plan to share your story with us. We really look forward to reading your words. We hope that by sharing your stories, we can further motivate you and reinforce all of the great rewards that come with living with less. Enjoy. So now I'm going to start with the first submission. So the first one is, I started my minimalism journey in early 2020 when the pandemic had just started, and it has helped me transform all areas of my life. I left a job I was miserable in, and I have since been working in a job I absolutely love, and I've been working from home full-time since October 2020. I have not only cut possessions out of my life, but also people who are not adding value to my life and also causing me stress. I now fully protect my peace and enforce my boundaries. Last January 2022, I also donated my wedding dress to a local cancer charity, and I have zero regrets. It was the best thing I ever did, as it's no longer just sitting in a box. My husband and I are currently building our dream home, and we have designed it to the perfect size for our needs thanks to minimalism. I absolutely love your podcast and always get great tips from them. Love from Ireland. Ah, thank you so, so much. I love the fact that you donated your wedding dress. That is so smart. If someone else can use it, great. You know, there's so many things that we keep in our closets that are just collecting dust. So it makes so much more sense to donate it or sell it. Also, I'm really happy to hear that you left a job that you weren't happy with and that you've created something for yourself that is more meaningful to you and something you can go to every day that makes you happy, right? And once we clear the clutter in our lives, we 
we regain this sense of focus and this clarity and we realize, hey, like, what are the things in my life that I really want to change? What are the things that aren't giving me value each day? And so I'm happy to hear that minimalism helped you recognize that and that you're now working in a full-time position that you enjoy. So the second submission, minimalism helps a lot with ADHD. When everything has its place and enough space to be visible, I am much more likely to put things back and then find them when needed again, instead of leaving them where my last thought ended. I am less distracted by my smaller inventory of things, and I enjoy cleaning a lot more because I can begin right away and I don't have to move everything around before I can start a task. I totally understand that. The continuous struggle is the upkeep. Sometimes I forget to say no and be mindful about what to bring into my home. It's something that takes practice, but having weekly episodes of the podcast helps to remind me why I love this lifestyle. Love from Germany to you both. Keep up the great work. Ah, Thank you so, so much. That's great to hear. We actually just interviewed Becca Harris, who you can find at The Nutrition Junkie, who also has ADHD. So we hope that you also heard that episode. I think you would have really appreciated that. And and I'm also happy to hear that you pointed out how sometimes you forget to say no and be mindful about what you're bringing into your home. I find that that's really real. You know, this lifestyle is about maintenance and sometimes it's imperfect. And, you know, really it's imperfectly perfect is what I like to say. But at least we have that level of awareness that we need to actually do the right thing most of the time. So thanks for your message. So I'm going to go into the next message, but before I do, I just want to share that this story really, really touched both Lauren and I in a really big way. And whoever submitted this, I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much for submitting this this piece of writing. It was beautifully written and uh, it really touched both of us. So I'll start. I found minimalism during an extremely turbulent time in my life. About five years ago, my mother passed away suddenly. I had just turned 30 years old and I was finally figuring out my life when it happened. The experience of losing her prompted many changes in me, including a feeling of restlessness that led to moving to the opposite side of the United States. Luckily, I had become interested in minimalism and I was using many of its ideas to navigate the difficulties of the move and living in a completely new place. For instance, moving across the country is so much easier when you don't own a lot of stuff. Fast forward to 2022, I had been living in California for the past few years, and my dad and sister still lived on the opposite coast. On a random Tuesday, I got a call telling me that my dad had a stroke and was on life support. I flew out to see him the next day and was told to start getting his affairs in order because he wouldn't last much longer. Over the next few months, I scrambled to put all the pieces together and figure out the insanity that comes with having a parent die. I learned about things I'd assume I would learn about much later on in life, or not at all. It was the hardest thing I've ever done by a long shot. Minimalism was the last thing on my mind, but in a way, it helped me immensely during this time. I'd already internalized many of its principles and used them to help me focus on what needed to be done. And a lot needed to be done. Then my dad passed away, and suddenly I was 35 years old with no parents. As if those recent events weren't life-changing enough, I had another surprise waiting for me. Unbeknownst to my sister and me, my dad had amassed an incredible amount of money over the years and had saved most of it for us. We had grown up in a middle-class household, and I never would have suspected this. My dad was also extremely frugal, which made the situation even more baffling. When it was all added up, the inheritance came close to a million dollars. The money had been put in a trust, and for the past year, it's been put through the extensive process of becoming my own funds. I have monthly calls with the bank, lawyer, and financial planner to discuss its progress, and it could not feel any more bizarre. 
This is a world I never thought I'd be a part of, and the unfamiliarity and complexities of the situation sometimes overwhelm me. But even more so, it has forced me to think about my own values and what I really want out of life. This has been an incredible gift that I want to use responsibly and in a way that is true to myself. Minimalism has helped me answer these questions at a time when I needed it most. Thanks so much and keep up the great work. Love the podcast. Oh my gosh, what a beautiful message. Both Lauren and I got very teary-eyed reading this message. And again, we want to thank you so much. It's, it's beautiful to hear that minimalism gave you that space, that space to kind of step back and not only make time to grieve, but also create space to figure out, hey, like, how do I want to move forward in my life? Sometimes situations like this make us reflect on what is most meaningful to me. What are my values? What are the things that I am not doing right now that I really, really want to do in my life? And it seems like you now have that full clarity and that confidence to move forward in a direction that is of value to you. And what a what a beautiful story. I'm I'm very sorry for your loss. And both Lauren and I are just want to thank you so much for for taking the time to write your story. So the next message, another beautiful message. All of these messages are so wonderful. So thank you so much. Next message is. I'm a big fan of your podcast and often listen to it while getting ready for work in the morning. I live in San Diego, California with my husband, Corey. I'm a preschool speech language pathologist. I'm on a continual minimalism journey and I'm realizing the freedom that comes from having less every day. My story with minimalism really begins when my mother-in-law passed away in 2016 and my husband and I were left to move into an entire house filled from top to bottom with things. It was excessive with bins and bins of things that were inside and outside of the house. I wouldn't say we are done. I don't think you can really be done with minimalism, but we have come a long way from that overwhelm to making the house a peaceful, organized home that is more us. The process itself of repeated trips to the dump, donation halls, and sifting through all made me think about all the excess stuff in our lives that gets in the way of actually enjoying our lives. Yes. It also made me realize that although my husband grew up in that excess, he's actually a minimalist at heart. The process brought us together. It highlighted our strengths and what we could accomplish together with an attitude of less is more. Corey is amazing at cleaning and getting rid of things. He can sort through items quickly. I am a master organizer and I'm a little more conscious of the environment when getting rid of things. So it takes me a tiny bit longer. This past year, we have decluttered our home even more room by room, and I have spent more time being conscious about what I am bringing into our home. I no longer shop for things unless I have researched exactly what I want, and I have found that I can combat the big urge to shop and spend too much by going to a local thrift store with some loose but helpful guidelines. I really could go on and on about the subject. Minimalism is so wonderful and interesting to me. I was looking for an opportunity to reach out to you both and your request for personal stories was the push I needed. I am not sure what your long-term goals are with your business of spreading the joys of minimalism, but if you ever need a SoCal fan, I'm here. <laughs> Good to hear. I love your book recommendations and I have read several utilizing the audiobook app our county library provides. It's fun to be inspired to declutter while you are decluttering. Overall, minimalism has brought joy and appreciation for the simple things in life to my life. And I am grateful for it. Thanks for doing what you do, Selena. Ah, oh, thank you so much, Selena, for your beautiful message. It's really nice to hear that you and your husband, Corey, were able to work together and the fact that you share in the same mindset of less is more. It's nice to see that you can work together as a team. And I love how you share how 
it's not until sometimes when we remove the excess stuff that we realize how much it takes away from our lives. It takes away a lot of time, space, and not even just physical space, but also mental space. So letting go is a big part of minimalism and it helps us create space for the most important things in our lives. And I I will add that we also are big fans of San Diego. So if we are ever in town, we will definitely let you know. So the next message, I have always liked owning less, but it wasn't until 2014 that I learned the term minimalism. And every year since my life has been better. Some of the ways I have benefited from it are one, I feel genuinely stylish and put together daily. I get more compliments on my clothes now that I own less of them. I have a colorful wardrobe and people are shocked when they realize how few clothes I own. Lauren's advice about putting together specific outfits has been so useful to me. Yes. The second benefit is that I take care of every single possession and I value everything I own, however small. For example, I use one hairband at a time and I do my best not to lose it. It only gets replaced from the larger pack when I need to. In the past, I had them spread all over the house in coat pockets and they had no value to me as I had too many of them. Treating every item as precious has been a big part of minimalism. And the third benefit is I rarely, if ever, lose things. Everything has a place. And when I need something, I can find it because my possessions are intentional. My whole life is better organized and I can focus on things that matter. Your podcast is so helpful. Thank you for all that you do. Much love, Sam. Ah, thank you so much, Sam. Gosh, when I read this message, I immediately thought, oh gosh, I remember when I was that person too. (laughs) Being a girl with super long hair, I would always have... uh, I would always have hairbands everywhere in pockets, just scattered everywhere, but that has since changed. But I love the fact that you point out how when we own less, especially when we own smaller wardrobes, we actually take better care of our pieces. So they last a longer time. And, and you know, when they last longer and you have a smaller wardrobe, you you know what you own, you understand all the pieces and you you value the pieces more. And so you take better care of them. And that's huge. And Lauren and I, we, we own several of the same pieces and it's funny. Uh, we've had some of the same pieces in our closet for 10 plus years and we're still wearing them because we've learned to take better care of them. It's really quite nice. And I, I lastly, I want to point out, I love the fact that your wardrobe is colorful. You know, that's one of the misconceptions when it comes to minimalism. People think that your wardrobe is has to be black and white and very neutral. No, that's not the case. It's what makes sense for you. What is your personal style? And for those of you who have purchased a copy of our closet decluttering e-guide, which is on our website at mastersimplicity.com, you would know that in our five-step process, the first step is a questionnaire to uncover your style personality. A lot of us, sometimes we're confused. I was super confused for many, many years. I once had an ex-boyfriend tell me, I wish I could dress you. (laughs) And now looking back, I I understand what he means. I I was not insulted. I just thought it was funny at the time, but uh, I definitely have a better understanding of my personal style now. So yeah. So thank you again, Sam. The next story is from a lady named Shannon. I am now an accredited professional organizer and a minimalism slash simple living coach. I help people declutter their homes and simplify their lives. I found minimalism in 2017 when I happened to put on the minimalist documentary on Netflix. My partner at the time just said, shall we watch this? And I said, yeah, okay. Without any thought or real interest. And wow, it completely changed the course of my life. 
That same evening, I spent hours decluttering the entire home and we ended up with a huge pile of items to donate in the middle of the living room. I spent the following years reading books, watching YouTube videos and documentaries about everything minimalism related. For example, the impact fast fashion has on our environment, no buy years, simple living, extreme minimalist, decluttering videos, and everything in between. As I learned more and more, my mindset around consumerism changed and my entire approach to life as well. I began to consider every purchase, eat healthier, and use natural products daily. In 2020, I separated from my partner of six years and with nowhere to go, I went to live with my dad. The one thing I was proud of when moving was that I could fit everything I owned into the back of my car. While living with my dad, I managed to save an entire deposit for my new home in the space of two years by only purchasing necessary items and having the clear headspace to work out what was truly important to me. And I was earning less than 40 euros a year. In 2022, I was in the process of buying my first home, no longer enjoying my job and looking for something that would truly fulfill me. I decided to go on a 12-week course to become a professional organizer and start my own business helping others to discover that they can completely change the course of their lives by simply letting go of their possessions and welcoming in possibility. Many professional organizers will declutter spaces and make them look aesthetically pleasing. However, they often fall short of offering any education on how to maintain the number of items clients have got down to. I love to teach people how to keep it manageable by giving them a different perspective on consumerism and how they can be mindful of what they bring into their environment via my now expansive knowledge of minimalism. Thank you so much, Shannon. And if you want to learn more about Shannon, she also provided her business name. She's the founder of Simple Living Co. And you can find her link at simple without an E, S-I-M-P-L, living, L-I-V-I-N-G dot co. And that's Shannon Murphy. Thank you so much, Shannon. Wow, what a story. I love hearing that despite separating from your partner, there was a silver lining. You know, you moved in with your father, you probably had more quality time with him and you saved up enough money to buy a home. Congratulations. That's amazing. You know, some people are like, oh, you need to make this much money a year to buy a home. It's like, no, you just need to be more mindful. You could be making, as you said, 40 euros a year and you could buy that home within two years or put that first down payment down if you are conscious about how much you're spending throughout those years. So good on you. Great, great decision that you made. And I also want to add that I love that you found an opportunity that makes sense for you. I love that that documentary changed your life and changed the course of your career. And it's really nice to hear how you help your clients actually get to the root of their clutter problems and help them maintain their spaces. And and that's also something that we like to do with our decluttering e-guide. We have a whole maintenance section. So we ask, you know, common questions and we answer those questions for you because a lot of people they they declutter their spaces and then you know again as as I spoke with Tracy McCubbin recently she's an incredible author she mentioned that sometimes it's you know people declutter their spaces but they don't know how to maintain it so that's the big challenge and the last submission is from a listener named Jessica She says, I've struggled with anxiety and depression for the past 10 years. I started learning about minimalism about four years ago, and although it's been a much slower journey than I would have liked, I'm finally at a point where I pared down my possessions to only the essentials and things I truly love. For me, a minimalist lifestyle has helped me cope with everyday life on top of my anxiety and depression. Some days I don't have the emotional capacity to deal with household tasks or cleaning or even making dinner. 
Minimalism gives me the room to live within my current challenges. Cleaning takes no time, putting things away is a breeze, and I don't have the added stress of stuff crowding in all around me when I'm having a harder time with my mental health. I am forever grateful for this lifestyle, and I can't see myself living any other way going forward. Love, love, love your podcast, and you both. Thanks, guys. Oh, thank you so much, Jessica, for submitting this story. Lauren and I can definitely relate. We both deal with anxiety, and with the help of having less, it definitely removes the stress. Having excess stuff around us can really, really cause anxiety, and sometimes we're not even aware of it. Sometimes you have to ask yourself, why am I feeling anxious in this moment? And and sometimes I do that. I, I will ask myself, I will say, you know, I feel a little anxious. And I ask myself why? And maybe I'm in a messy room or maybe I've got a lot of thoughts in my head. There's too much going on. And so this lifestyle really gives us a space to disconnect from our thoughts and reflect on why we're thinking and feeling the way we are. You know, something I love to tell our listeners and, and remind people that I meet is that minimalism really is about removing the excess. And a lot of that excess lives in our minds, a lot of it. And it's something that Lauren and I have to continually work on. And I think it's a discussion that we want to continue to have. I think it's very, very important because I think with all the noise in this world, a lot of us deal with mental clutter and anxiety and for some depression as well. It really does give us the space to step back and to have that added space will definitely, definitely help. As you said, it's really helped with your current challenges and it's really great to hear. Thank you for listening. And thanks to those of you who wrote in for this episode. Your messages are so incredibly inspiring. And this is why we want to share your stories again in the new year. And as mentioned in our introduction, if you are interested in submitting your story to be read in an upcoming podcast, please send us a couple of paragraphs by email to millennialminimalist at gmail.com or by direct message through Facebook or Instagram at millennialminimalist. And we hope that you can send your stories anytime now and before the end of day on January 2nd. And again, if you'd like to remain anonymous, please let us know when you send us your story. And you can find a quick link to our email in our show notes. We are really looking forward to hearing how living a minimalist lifestyle has improved your life for the better and sharing it with your fellow listeners. And as always, if you enjoyed this episode and you may know someone who can benefit from learning more about this lifestyle, please share it with them. And lastly, I want to thank all of you who have taken a moment to write us a kind five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Your messages help our podcast grow and we get so excited every time a new one comes up. So thanks again for listening and I will speak with you soon. Bye-bye.